In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, and we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 1971. Folks, this is all the way up. We are to album 82, which is mind-blowing as there's a riot going on by Sly and the Family Stone. Uh, Listen, guys, this album was basically recorded in Sly's house when he sealed himself off from his family and people that he creatively collaborated with. He set up his recording uh, in his bedroom and he did all the work and never had to leave. I've never related to an album so much in my entire life. Like that, this is exactly, this is like my life. I'm Sly and you guys are like my family stone. So I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm also ready to shut you guys out of my life and start my own solo <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Heavy on the drum machine. Recording in your bedroom. <laughs> it's like the audio quality is not good, but it's a pretty good album still, kind of. Uh, all right, yeah. let's, let's listen, guys. I've got a new channel today. K-Rob is, we're not listening to K-Rob. That shit's done. We're done with that. Okay, let's listen to my new favorite radio station. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Welcome to Rob FM. The FM stands for Funkin' Music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, we know all the foot freaks are out there in Radio Land. Listen to this yeah. voice, and I've just got one thing to say to you. Oh, one yeah. One thing. Looking at your podcast. Okay. You're gonna listen to one. But which one are you picking? Because, man, there are a ton. Who knows? Could be any. You click back, did it better. <laughs> Why? Then you what about Smuggly and Chopped back? <laughs> you forget who's in the backseat. Don't oh, no. your kids ask why Aaron loves feet. Oh. <laughs> I want to thank you for downloading this dumb podcast again. Ooh, love it. I want to thank you for listening to me talk to my friends. There we go. Yeah. You want to hear it's about fun. the greatest albums like of all time? Love it. Let me know, guys, if the Zoom seems behind it. I'm a little suspicious of it, but we'll see. Are you on your 5G? You've been yeah, not doing your 5G recently. Yeah, but it's like the halftime show. 5Gs. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Did you guys hear that? Is the Zoom behind? Did you catch that joke of the halftime show, 5Gs? All right. Uh, listen, uh, this is Beck Did It Better. We are going through the uh, Rolling Stones top 500 albums because we did not realize how long 500 weeks are. Uh, listen, I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Doing great, Rob. Thanks for having me. Oh, love the energy. Uh, I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, I know you've got something planned to say, so say it, and then I have a very important question to ask you. <laughs> Rob, your jokes have fallen down. Timber! Is Matt even around? Timber! Aaron's stories will never get old. Timber! Watch out, because my drink is getting cold. Ooh. Russell, I love it. I tell you, you got to start doing these songs. I, I just have to ask you one question. It's all, it's pretty much all I could think about this week as I was preparing yeah. for this episode. And I want you, do you promise to be honest with me? Did I survive the Skittles drinks or okay. not? Did you drink the Skittles drinks? What did happen with those Skittles drinks? Did you drink the rainbow? What's going on? 
<laughs> Can we get Aaron's introduction first or not? <laughs> no, because I have a separate joke for Aaron. What was your okay. oh, What was your Skittles drink? I had it, a purple. I had a purple drink. <laughs> I had the orange drink. Lager drink. I had the lemon lime drink, and Knocked I think, believe I sent you all pictures. Matt should have if he doesn't have pictures yep. for this the Instagram. He should have them, but I did not drink the the. Well, Matt said they're all the same flavor. I don't agree with them, but I did not drink the red one and I did not drink the yellow one. And then the next day I decided I was going to pour out all of the Skittles vodka. It had to go. So Thank you. after that's that good. night, I did that's not smart. consume any more Skittles vodka. I was going to no, say, wise. if not, we, we have that picture. We, we really are taking pictures of these drinks because we're sending them to your personal physician and seeing what he thinks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He quit. He quit. Yeah. He doesn't seem good because he sent back a thumbs up and a sunglasses emoji. So I was like, well, that's doesn't seem like good. He, he, sent me, he sent me a letter from Neil Young's attorney saying, either get rid of the, these drinks or I'm off this platform. And he, he's done. Listen, uh, and I've got Aaron out in California. Uh, and Aaron's still mad Eminem didn't perform his hit song, Stan, at the Super Bowl. Stan. Oh. Oh. I, do, I know all the words. Yeah, I, I know all the words to that one. That's a good, that's a good track. Hey, okay, I've been, let's do it right now. Uh, we've been doing this so long. When I'm talking to you guys, it feels like a family affair. Let's talk Sly and the Family Stone. Nice. Oh, like totally it. agree. Listen, we have some voicemail from oh. our dumb shit listeners. We asked yes. them to leave And they've outdone themselves this week, I will oh, say. Wow. On a voicemail line, but they're not so great. Most of the time. Most the time. Leave text messages. My my show. friends are now getting Dude, super excited when their backs make we only do make the, the podcast. Do your friends text you guys or call you when they make the pod or not? That's what we think. I don't have any friends that listen to the show. No, I don't. I, shut this off. What is going on? This is too long. So I, no, I really I don't think I have any friends who. We got G from up currently. G from up north listens, right? Isn't she? Isn't she? Oh yeah, she did. Because you know we did get a lot of texts about the rat tat 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 on the drum <laughs> of the Miami Sound Machine. I like I like that. But can I show you like what the backline gets that I don't show you guys? Can I just show you what the fuck I'm dealing with? Like, yeah. So picture yeah. I'm at work, okay, right? And I just <laughs> get shit like this. Like, okay, there's a pig shit in itself. We've seen I, that. What, what, can, you, that can you describe it in a little more detail? There, well, Robbie? that's an old listener. That is. That's the one we talked about pig testicles. So then now we have a we. Have have uh, Barry is sending us currently. Barry from Burnsville. He is, these, these look like just, people's feet with missing toes and mangled toes. And then he did like. send us an Aaron special. So we're looking at text that oh, I'm getting on no. the back line. It's just feet. And then look at this one. It's a foot with a picture of California on it. So I guess um, that's for Aaron. I don't know. I believe those are called tattoos, <laughs> but yeah. Also, yeah. those pictures. Yeah, a and picture then, on and the then, foot. And then we got a text from the Bad News Bears complimentary moviegoer of just a picture of a Perkins menu showing the tremendous oh. 12. Like, oh, they must have went and thought of us. Yeah, so, so my, I guess my question is this, like, what the fuck does this guy think we're going to do with a picture of a tremendous 12? We've already <laughs> talked about a tremendous 12. Yeah. Like, this isn't adding jack shit to our podcast. <laughs> and that's why I don't read these on air, okay? At least say <laughs> something asses. like, oh, Dumb how shit. do you like your eggs? Like, do a conversation, like. This is why you're not the main host, Do okay, a out conversation. there? Pieces of shit. All right, so let's go to this week's voicemail. I like to hang out with my friends and do a conversation. And listen, if you want to, if you want to uh, get on, get into this conversation, be a part of the conversation with us. 802-277-BECK. Uh, 802-277-BECK. Still waiting for our first good voicemail slash text. Although the hand job one the other week was pretty. That was on point. That was actually right up our alley. 
You guys want Joe Buck or Patrick Stewart? I made both. Patrick Stewart, no question. (laughs) Everyone loves Patrick Stewart. Rob, it's only horny robot adjacent, but still you will quite enjoy Lil Dicky's interlude in the back half of this tract. So we had somebody send us a, now this is so wild to me. They send us, they know I love robot voices being horny. So they sent me a song called uh, Meta World Peace by the band Francis and the Lights, right? And so if you go to a minute 46. Who in the fuck are these people that listen to this? There's a robot interlude. Now, now I would thought to myself like, oh, because Little Dicky is like, he's got a show on FX now and everything. So I I know who Little Dicky is. Do you know how hard it is? To send somebody a song from Spotify that does not exist on YouTube. Can you imagine? I looked for the song on YouTube to put it like into our system. Could not find it. So I'm being forced to play this off Spotify. Okay. It's, it's, it's crazy. Like what the, who are our fucking listeners? Like dumbasses. Like they, they they think Aaron is like too mainstream. I don't know what's going on here. Let's check this out. Give me a timestamp, of course. It's just yeah, the back nice, little, nice little drum beat going. Um, I have uh, I've seen this band live. Actually, they oh, well, shut the fuck up! I'm not, not being serious. They opened, they opened for Chance the Rapper. Yes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. What are we even doing here? I saw the Big Creek Theater. Oh, here we go. You found the robots. I'm robosexual. I'm robosexual. Oh, okay. I'm robosexual. That means that I could love a robot. So, Whoa. I think now, listen. Have we all thought about being now? I think it's pronounced robosexuals, by the way. Just so yeah. you know. Uh, and yes, I am a fuck robot and I am programmed to fuck a lot. And we get that, okay? Uh, Rob is short for robot. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, my dad was a robot. Sure, my mom sure, was a fuck, fuck robot. robot. So I've combined to be a fuck robot. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Is that, yes, do I love it when you send me a clip of somebody saying they're a robosexual? Of course I do. But do you really think that's a robot voice that I'm going to get behind? <laughs> like, you really think that's one of the best robot voices I've heard? That, that's not even a robot voice. Voice It's no. barely even a vocoder, I don't it think. Was, it, was, it, was, it sounds like very much conceptual, right? Okay. The fact that somebody... Said robosexual. I'm robosexual. I mean, and then they thought of you, Rob, right away. Yeah, I mean, be great. You got to, yeah, yeah. You well, have to be. I have this impressed. feeling that Rob is yeah. going to tell us if there's a better. I, I'll tell you what. Out there. I'll tell you what. Uh, uh, this listener thinks, oh, I can just make a list. Like I'm going to say people what the best robot voice songs is. Uh, incorrect, sir. We make the list around here. And that's why we're going to go right into a voicemail. In your face. Countdown. I didn't have to look this up. I didn't have to think about this. I have five songs with robot voices that are better than that shit on Spotify that he sent me. What robot would I like to fuck the most? Let me think about that. I thought we discussed this two weeks ago. I know, but Rosie I think I'm switching it to a. You changed. Those I think I'm cart- switching it to a gas pump at a gas station. Why are you fucking? I don't so know why. Robots? What? <laughs> why, why are you fucking so many robots? It's robot like a gas pump. Don't you think it's robot? I mean, well, then you're the catcher, right? Yes, I mean, that would be uh, it exactly. Fill yeah, me up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Unleaded. Scene one of Rob Sexual. He's standing outside of a gas station. Gas pump gets out of control. It's yeah. pumping all over the place. By the way, Rob can't get away for some reason. It's twilight. Yeah. The sun is setting. Rob's small smoke. What's your smoke? Smoke, smoke appears or whatever. Time machine. I came back to watch myself get fucked by a gas station pump. What's going on? 
Rob got his stuck head stuck in the exhaust and he can't get away get from it. I <laughs> am distracted by the movies that they are showing at the gas station. I want to see what's happening in sports and news. The best? Oh. Yeah, Maria Menounos. She's the best. You know, if you go down two buttons, that's the mute button on every one of those. Did you know that? It's what? so good. Yeah, two buttons down on the right-hand side is the mute button, no matter what gas station is at. It's very satisfying to mute that video. You feel like you have a lot of power. Listen, you guys are a bunch of perps. Here's the best robot songs ever. I, I just thought of this off the top of my head. Ready? Number yep. one, of course, Daft Punk. So many choices. But I picked right there. better, yeah. faster, harder, stronger. Simple. Yep. Such a good robot Kanye voice. Favorite. Rob, Rob, if you were going to... Okay. Uh, listen... Funky Town. Funky Town by Lips. Shout out okay. Minneapolis. Yes. Listen to this robot voice. Ooh, also a vocoder. Yeah. This one didn't make my list a few weeks ago, but this is also a vocoder. Great call. And you might think, oh, Rob, is that the best robot voice in the song Funky Town? Absolutely not. Here's the they best two robot voices? voice. Two voices in the same song? Yes. Oh, now that's yes. a fucking robot. This is like the... The yeah. unleaded fuel pump coming after Rob, and now the diesel pump is yep. coming after Rob. <laughs> Rob, you, you, you get it? Are you getting a little movement listening to this? Are you just get just just a little bit of movement? <laughs> How can you not? I love that song. I love. I mean, the, the band is called Lips Inc. It's so good. Like it's the perfect song. It's the perfect band. It's awesome. Uh, and then I have one of my favorite bands of all time. Of course, mm. is uh, Flight of the Concords. Okay, it's a comedy. Oh, yes duo and they have a song called humans are dead where they do this is not altered in any way this is a real voice is doing a robot voice it is like so good mm. i'll just confirm that they're dead so that we could have affirmative i poked one it was dead if this is one of your so favorite good. bands you deserve to be yeah, an exact opposite match <laughs> whenever that girl <laughs> was in high school listen to this. this is terrible listen to this listen to no. this because they are dead Binary solo. Zero 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 one zero 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 zero. This is funny shit. This is funny. This is funny. This is not like talking about getting fucked by a gas station because you immediately panicked on the bit and had to come up with a dirty joke. Okay. Now, of course, you know my favorite band, guys. You know there's a robot voice from They Might Be Giants. Robot Parade. They close with this song a lot. It's so good in concert. In a future time, children. Oh, there we go. Together. To build a giant cyborg. By the way, this was on their Robot children's album, just to give you an idea of what's going on Robot here. So good. But there was only one best Rob Robot just, song ever. Rob has just totally usurped my whole list from last week and blown my list out of the water. These are fantastic. <laughs> well, I gotta show, it's so not, it's not, this is not showing you. This is showing the caller like, oh, here's a song you might enjoy. Oh, really? It's a Robot song? How about this song, the best robot song of all time? Who's a computer that still <laughs> listens to the radio? <laughs> if you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time, yes. this is a fucking song. <laughs> it's a radio head opener. Too lazy to look it up online. Now, dumb shit. If you want to hear four guys who chat and then they get off track. So good. So good. Guys, you know what? That. That's a bigger turn on than any Radiohead song right there. The robot version of Rob's <laughs> intro. That was easily a top five list. That, that 100%. Great list. Great list, Rob. Oh, yeah. So Dumb shits. Don't know anything about robot voices. Like I said, join the conversation. 802-277-BECK. We're here listening to you. Uh, all right. Let's You're get listening to you. <laughs> yeah. 
Listen, if you just say, please don't make fun of me, we won't make fun of you, okay? That is the back to the promise. We are here. Listening to your text read aloud by Patrick Stewart. (laughs) Yeah. And and another thing, can you guys just make voicemails? It literally makes my life so much easier. Why are you still texting? I thought we've talked about this. All right, let's get into everybody's favorite part of the show. It's rolling going. I wonder if it's, remember the one guy who called in the one time from his car and he was like all out of breath and everything? I wonder if people are afraid of those types of moments. I think... Maybe the fact that we have made fun of every caller that's called in for the last uh, about 81 episodes or so. I think maybe that's what's causing the dearth of oh, phone calls well, recently. They get more self-respect than I do. I'm still here. So they, they learn to walk away. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. You think we're rough on the callers. I'll try being Aaron. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. You, he would leave, but he's trapped in a tiny house. He can't even go anywhere. I get over, yeah. I, I, I left. I went from the garage and now I'm in my house. I, that's as far as I could get. And, and, and what a house. Aaron, explain to us what's going on. Rolling going. How's it going with you? I uh, had a moment last night. I thought of you guys. I thought you'd be really proud of me. Went to the neighbor's uh, kids play at the local school. So okay. Six-year-old Stop. neighbor was in the play. No, Stop, please. Stop, please. Six. <laughs> six. I six was not expecting old. this right away. <laughs> you went. You let me get this straight. Oh, yeah. yeah. You went to your neighbor's kids play? Yeah, they they invited us. They so they were nice to, to invite us. And uh, how old is the kid? Six. She's in first. How grade. dare they do that to you? They invited you to a six year old play. <laughs> yeah, I oh. go to my own kid's six year old plays under protest. Okay, I would never. <laughs> That's why I don't talk to my neighbor. I would never. Oh my god! If my neighbor said that, I would immediately be like, I'd move. Yeah, I'd just put up a fence. I'd put up the biggest fence you've ever seen in your life. It would be like a, I would have a moat. It would have gators out front. It'd be. I'd be like, oh yeah, hold on, let me think about that. Immediately, fence goes up. <laughs> well, my son was excited about it, so we went to check out the play. Um, they did it uh, outdoors in the schoolyard, so it was easily uh, accessible. So we walked over there and checked out the Is, play. Um, did you oh, see boy. what's that kid's name down there? Uh, Julio. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. That was worth it. So this the play was the Rainbow Fish, and then the the soundtrack was largely uh, sort of disco funk, but they they put their own spin. Actually, they they did parody songs, like they did they did they did Rob style parody songs to <laughs> We Are Family, Flashlight, oh. some others. But the important okay, wait a minute, thing, wait a minute, wait a minute. We Are Family. I'm gonna go with oh geez shouldn't have interrupted with all the joke in mind oh. <laughs> well Rob I'll tell you I couldn't understand a damn word they were saying so I might as okay. well have been in the third third deck yeah. but I enjoyed the, the they, show anyway at the end of it when there was a standing ovation did you sit down and like these kids suck yeah no. I don't need to stand up for this shit. Go back to preschool. Number one, these smart, smart kids manufactured their own standing ovation because they did a closing number and they ask everybody to stand up and clap along with the closing number. And then pretty soon you got a standing ovation just baked right in. So that was smart. Russell, we got to do that. We got to do that at the end of the show, Russell. We got to tell people to stand up and clap with us at the end. It's like we got a standing ovation. It's brilliant. Matt doesn't like when the when the performers engage the audience and and make them engage. Right, Matt? When Remember, wasn't it Green Day where they were doing the callback stuff? You don't like that. No. Not not even close. If you can, if I, I I purposely wear two pairs of socks to every concert because one of them I just hope gets rocked off. And if they're not rocked off, and you have to yep. stand, I, and they have to tell me to take off my second pair, you know, so that they're rocked off. That's just horseshit. Yep. So no, I agree. exactly. 
Can I can I can I ask you something, Aaron? Yeah, what it. do you think of my dog eats my wife's panties as a fairy sign to We Are Family? <laughs> that's what I came up with. I think it's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. Okay. I don't know how you're gonna fit all those syllables in there. The important thing for you all to know is that some of these performances were not the best, but I did not boo. I didn't boo a single person at well. We the all we all show. grow up. We all grow up at some point, right? Yeah. Rosie, so, so you're doing an excellent job. Your dad will be proud of you. Yeah, well. I thought you would all be proud of me. So I didn't boo anybody at the first That's grade good. show. So can I ask you, what did you do after the show? So like at the end of the show, everybody goes and like sees their kid and their parents, and you just mill around, or yeah, like do you yeah, talk to just, other kids, or do well, you we, like, we knew our neighbor. I mean, we went over and said, "Hey, great job, Sage," and then it turned out and he was like, "What the yeah, fuck are of, you guys doing here? This is weird." <laughs> I'm even embarrassed yeah. my parents have to come watch this shit. <laughs> and, and, and also, isn't your kid in school? Why is everyone at this school? This makes no yeah. sense to me. Well, no, it was, it was after school. It was in the evening. It was after school. It was at oh, five, my God, it was in the evening. It, That's even it worse. It was at 5 o'clock in there. You yeah, blew was, a whole night on this. I can't believe it. What so, I thought for sure you were there during work hours. I can't believe you took your own time to do this. Yeah, it went at 5 o'clock. So then oh, when you're oh. done, they're, they're just they're out there in the schoolyard. So they, all the kids all jumped on the playground. There was oh, a God, couple this other, sounds horrible. There's a couple other kids that Wallace knew. I mean, the true story Julio. is that he like Julio was there. Yeah, Julio was there. The true story is he had to poop super bad, but he wouldn't stop playing to poop. So then he started like doing this crazy walk on the playground, and I had to be like, "Dad, we gotta get Your home." Your son or Julio? <laughs> I've been there. My son. I couldn't get him to poop, and I was like, "Dude, you just." Just go home and then and then Julio, and then get off the merry-go-round. Get over so here. You asked. Oh no, Rob he's going down the slide. What I did after the <laughs> show was to try to convince my son he should come home and take a poop while he play, played he's, on the playground. Is he a non-public pooper? I no, that's, no. You know just, that's something I got over when I was about uh, what, 30, 38 years old. It's not a big yeah, deal. It's he not, won't be it's not with a that public forever. issue for him. He just has this incredible willpower over it. I don't know how or why. He just yeah. Is it FOMO? Is he having fear of yeah. missing out of playing? Yep. And that, yeah, that was like, the deal. Just yeah. Will not stop doing what he's doing. Well, this, that what a night. I mean, what <laughs> when I think of what would be a great weeknight, you know, because really life is so fleeting. I mean, you have so much limited time with your family. Kids are growing up. And, you know, by the end of this podcast, Aaron, that kid's going to be off to college. Yeah. And true. you chose to spend and, you know, as this kind of lockdown eases up, like we're kind of exploring, trying to get back in the scene. And she, so you said, oh, let's go to a elementary school play. Yeah. And everyone just said, oh, that's a good idea. Like, yeah. Well, the neighbors invited us. Is your wife us. like, oh, I'll stay in the car. Nice. Please keep it, keep it running. <laughs> we walked. We didn't take it. We walked there. It's the school's in our neighborhood. We just walked there. Oh, You're okay. all laughing at the other parents who invited, but would you guys ever do that? Would you guys ever, inv- are you selfish enough to think, well, people would want to come watch <laughs> my kids do stuff? Outrageous. Like, Matt, would you uh, go, hey, go ask the neighbor, do you want to come see absolutely Leo play, play base, play t-ball at the, at the park no, for two no, hours no. or not? No. Absolutely not. That is just pure insanity and your neighbors are probably nice people rosie right but god yeah. they probably got a little bit of what, what's that word well, it's just they're, they're pretty pretty self-centered yeah. world revolves around them right like i mean <laughs> sure i mean that's yeah but here's i mean here's the other thing though have you guys like when was the last time you tried to entertain an almost five-year-old between the hours of four and five or five and six p.m well matt's done it you don't, last you don't really do it point. you don't do it <laughs> this that's was a good yeah. point. this was take him over there he watches the play. If he doesn't watch the play, he runs around on the playground. And, and then that hour of the day is conquered. I, I will give you that. Back, I, I specifically remember like three-year-old 
Leo being like, you just got to find something. So we would go walk yeah. up and down Menards, right? Yeah. Go up and down the escalator and things like that. You well, just that had sounds to, way better than going to some six-year-old's <laughs> play that's not even yeah. related to you. But but I but I get it, you know, like you just find any reason. Oh, a play? Sure. Yeah, yeah. we'll go, you know, we'll and if it. you're there for five minutes, great. If you're there for the whole thing, great. Like, yeah, yeah. I get it. So. My best parenting move ever is I showed my kids how to spell YouTube.com and then just type this shit in and leave me alone. <laughs> Matt, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, good. I got a long list so we got to keep our questions and, and responses oh, Matt to doesn't a, a like when we have bits during his <laughs> no he doesn't like that rob i got a question first of all your opening bit to this thing says that all opinions are our own unless you disagree right so if somebody disagrees with us then our opinions they're not our own anymore or what's uh no we're flexible you know we'd listen we'd listen to our audience we want to take what they think I, I think we've been doing some marketing research and we're we're finding some interesting things about how much people want to be talked about getting fucked by a gas pump Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. I figured out. I've got. There's a new low on ESPN. Oh no! In the morning, no, there's back. a new one. Why I find, are you watching I, this? Well, because I go to the gym, right? And like I'm sitting on the bike, and there's and there's the you know I listen to the morning show, and I can watch ESPN and figure out mm-hmm. who won last night, all this stuff. So the NBA porn, All-Star porn, game. Porn, porn, porn. Oh, we got ESPN. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Dan Patrick's back. So the NBA oh, All-Star, gym, it's NBA All-Star weekend, which nobody cares about because who the hell cares, right? <laughs> but ESPN was breaking down the top 10 moments of the Futures game from all past futures, where Matt so they were like, to our podcast. So they were like, <laughs> he doesn't even know what we do here. They were like 2011, Luka Donovich or whoever that is, you know, like double crossed Kyrie Irving and Jim, you know, and all this. And they're like, they're Everything. breaking down. Hey, Kyrie, meet me in Applebee's. We'll buy some riblets, and then he doesn't show up. Oh, what a double cross! Everything about that is incorrect. There's no every every piece of that. The year. The guys involved, every Rosie. Every piece I, I might be, I might be yeah. doing that on purpose. I do know that Kyrie was in 2011. He was in there, and he crossed yeah. up Isaiah Ryder Jr. But oh, I'm not going to oh pretend God. like I actually care about this stupid thing. But how are they breaking down <laughs> you, the top ten moments it. of the future game of all time? Like, because it's fun. Who care? Oh my goodness! Okay. Who watched it? Who watched it? There's only one thing worse, and that would be to talk about it. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know That's what's on the TV. Ass. I can't change the channel at the gym, right? Yeah. Otherwise, I would. Mm. Otherwise, I would. Oh, the t- uh, TVs porn, at the gym porn, porn. are always showing the worst stuff. Always. And anytime you get on the treadmill, it's like, oh, it's a cool movie. Guess what? Ads. 10 minutes of ads. Sorry. You hate okay. running. Watch 10 minutes of like laxative ads while you run. Sorry about My that. My favorite They're- is when they have like the financial channels up there and you're like, oh, yes. Give me more NASDAQ. <laughs> I'm running faster because the New York Stock Exchange is up seven points. Yes. Give me more. Ugh, I feel so smart when I watch that. I'm like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> All my investments are I think uh, Leo has. Gold is down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get another setup. He's uh, been singing a They Might Be Giant song, something called Istanbul. Oh. Is that a song? Oh, yeah. So good. No one knows. Istanbul. Yeah. So. That's, that's yeah. the most so. famous They Might Be Giant song. I would say that's the one that most people know. No, but yeah. the Turks. So now Leo's a fan, Rob. Leo's a fan. I'm not going to lie, Matt. If Leo went to a They Might Be Giants concert, he would see a lot of people there that looked a lot like Leo. Like yeah. there are a lot of Leo looking <laughs> They're coming. people. They're coming at in a couple months. Oh, you yeah. got to go. It's so good. We might have to go. Please. Um, ha- had a beer alone again tonight. Solid. I refed a basketball game. Solid. It was I awesome. Oh, God. And I got so caught on the corner of the bar waiting for a pizza to be done. And I got to hear drunk 
20-year-old talking oh, to yes. drunk 50-year-old mm-hmm. yes. about their favorite scratch-offs and how, you know, oh, depending yes. on which one you do. <laughs> and what? so it was oh, about wow. the most depressing thing on a Friday night that I've ever heard <laughs> oh, no. in my life. Yeah, I don't know. I bet it's second. Two people I'm, that are yeah, hammered up discussing their this. strategies for scratch-offs that they bought at the SA behind, <laughs> wow. behind the bar. It's Meanwhile, okay. Russell's holding the melting thing of strawberry ice cream. Like, stop fucking scratching those <laughs> off of the counter. I got to get it. We need to redeem them right now. Yeah. We can't redeem them in five minutes. Yeah. I'm making a sly and a cherry stone drink tonight. Like, I don't have time for this. Yes. Last thing I got. Last thing I got. I've got two authors that every time they put a book out, uh, I buy the book. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell, big yep. fan of Malcolm Gladwell's. Sure. Jesus. Chuck Klosterman has got a oh. new book out. Oh, he does. Uh, on the 90s. And oh, I cannot wait to write it. I, yeah, I think it's all, I think it's right up our wheelhouse. So mm. if anybody, did you guys, have you guys ever read Chuck Klosterman's books? Yeah. Sex what, what, is, what, what is one Malcolm Gladwell book and one Chuck Klosterman book that you would highly recommend, Matt? Uh, I liked Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. I like, what's the other one where he talks about big fish? How and, close are uh, we to 10,000 hours on this podcast? We've got to be getting there, right? Because I feel like we've really mastered our craft. I think we're... We're getting pretty good. Yeah. We're getting pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to remember the one that we talked <laughs> about, big fish... Big fish, little pond, or a little or a, a little fish in a big pond. Uh, but he's got a new book out by the '90s, and I got it just in time for vacation, and I can't wait. And I hope my kids leave me alone long enough so I can read it. What's your book strategy? Did you did you buy this on paperback, Matt? What's your book strategy on vacation? Um, for va- for vacation, I, I don't really have a strategy. And oh. and again, so I've, I've, it's more of the collecting of these. I like I like these two authors, right? And so yeah. I'll just you know I I don't buy books just to buy books not like records or you just have them out displayed but i do buy these guys so Harder whenever they clean, come out they? right away i i kind of i kind of support them in buying the hardcover you know i guess and buying their book and things like that so i think hardcovers are the worst i'm all about the paperback <laughs> carrying yeah. around a hardcover book, i don't like the i don't like the cover i mean what what is the, what is it called the, the jacket the jacket i you get rid of those things okay, right away yeah i don't throw them away put them up in the shelf but i get rid of the jacket right away yeah so you would you you, you do you you take off the jacket i take off my shoes and jacket. It's a quick. I, it's I a, take off my pants. So it's jacket. a quick jacket. Yes. Like you don't yes. have the jacket on there very long. <laughs> yeah. Rob, so Rob, Rob has someone else take off his socks and jacket. Oh yeah. God! I have been asking people <laughs> at my house to take off my socks now for months, and they will not do it. it I heard it. Here. I heard it. I heard it. Thank nice you. I, no, it's not a sex thing. I just want my socks taken off by somebody else. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. It's not. It's not that weird of a thing to do it. I'm gonna tell you guys right now. If you're not reading books on a Kindle on vacation, you're fucked. I don't know what's going on with you. You just bring a tiny Kindle. They light up at night now. You can just have them lit up. It is the best way to read. I have the font now approximately the size of like my thumb because apparently I'm just going blind. It's huge font. I'm on old person font reading the Kindle. It's great. I love it. I have found, I mean, I have found that, you know, like on your phone, on your phone, you can get, I mean, Wall Street Journal gives you every 35 days to give you a free book if you're a a subscriber kind of thing. So I've got a ton of books. I read a lot of the books that they provide to you and I read them on my app on my phone. I no. just, I, I would rather, it seems like the same thing as a Kindle to me. Absolutely not. I would no. rather have a book and turn the pages. It's first. nice to have, a, it's but, nice to hold a book in your hand. No doubt. I like both. Yeah. I like, I like to have something going at all times. No. What are you reading, Rob? Metallica was wrong. <laughs> Don't turn the page. Get a Kindle. Okay. Click the button. It's going to the next page. Hey, but you know what? Bob Seeger was right when yeah. he said, turn the page. <laughs> turn the page. Oh, I thought it was the page. Metallica. 
I was doing the Metallica one. Um, uh, I am reading Wheel of Time still. It's, I'm still doing my fantasy. I'm still on my. I like it. I'm still on my shit. I haven't listened uh, to that yet or read it. But I will say we have a we have a, a thing on Amazon. It turns out where we are Audible members. Okay, now this yeah. was unknown to me until yesterday. It turns out that every month they give you one credit for Audible books. Now we are paying for this, of course. We now have seven credits for audiobooks. None of us listen to audiobooks. Don't know what to do with this. And if we stop, guess what? We lose all the credits. So if I cancel the membership, we have now lost all the credits. Otherwise, I got to sit here and listen to seven audiobooks to pay for it. It makes audiobooks are great. I you like audiobooks. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Kids book. Me. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about, about Aaron? Aaron, what are you, no, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, please let me, let me play this. <laughs> Audio kids book. So let's picture this, right? Aaron and his child lay down. Oh, son, how was your day at school? Oh, are you talking about the first school I went to or the second school where I had to go see that <laughs> shitty play? Okay. And speaking of shitty, like, you know, there's my whole day. Like, okay, so we get the bit, right? So you lie down with, you lie down and Aaron just pushes play. Yeah. And Apple ran and ran and ran yeah. and Apple ran and ran. But he likes he likes he likes audible books. He likes he listens to podcasts too. But uh, hey, that was I mean, my, my, please what I, subscribe. My, yeah, Great you, review. You no, you guys know he's a big fan of Beck did it better. But Mike, you know what I was saying is, Rob, if you don't want to listen to all of seven books and you just need to use your credits, you can use them on kids books, and they only last like six minutes. Uh, Actually, that's a good point, but I'm distracted now by something you said, and that is the idea that your kid at some point is going to just listen. Imagine you turn like 20 or like whatever, 15, right? And you find there's thousands of hours of people just mercilessly (laughs) destroying your dad, just making fun of your dad like crazy, just fucking roasting him. Hour after hour, making so songs many other about him. thousands of hours of his dad saying just brilliant world bending shit. It would psychically destroy me to have like, oh, here's my hero. Here's somebody I so look up to, and then it's just hour after hour. This guy likes to fuck feet. That's a new thing. By the way. <laughs> do, do you guys think that there should be, uh, you know, how the when you're carry on, there's like a, a thing that you have to put it in sometimes if it's too big and it won't fit in that thing at the airport. Yeah, they won't let you take it on. Do you think there should be one of those for books, like? You should not be allowed to carry a super big book, should you? I, I had a what? person in my. I have a person I know, and I went on a trip with them once. Uh-oh. And <laughs> this sounds strangely vague. They yeah. had a, they had a, oh, a, a backpack and a carry on, like mo- most of us do on a trip. You do some sort of backpack and a carry on, right? Yeah. And this person I know, great person, <laughs> decided they were going to bring the <laughs> book eleven twenty three six. What is the what is the Stephen King one? Eleven eleven twenty three sixty four. Is that what it is? Eleven. It's about the we JFK assassination this, right? time. The, the travel. JFK great Stephen book. King Loved book it. that's like a thousand pages long. Yep. And when I saw this one come through security, I was like, "Damn, that's probably not the book I would have taken to turn his cram into my carry on yeah. uh, on a, a cross country flight." But to each their own. I feel like there should be a limit on the size of the book you could take. Well, some people might say that too. Like maybe if you're bringing like a couple carry ons and a purse, and it's all full of like protein powder and various white powders, and then you get stopped. <laughs> My wife once got stopped at the airport and she had in her bag a Nespresso espresso machine and 100 pods, 100 espresso pods, which, of course, they made her take out. And then it turned out that she had to perfectly pack it to fit it in her bag. So here she is in the middle of security on her knees, 
pods of espresso pouring out of her bag, just dumping all over. People walking by, like putting on their belts, not really looking. She's trying to stuff espresso pod after espresso pod back into this backpack, like some sort of psychopath. And meanwhile, my kids and I are just howling. We are laughing so hard. Literally, it's what we bond over is making fun of my wife. We, it's it's actually probably not great, actually, how I'm raising them. So, Russell, at any point prior to that trip, did you ask this person not huh. to bring a giant book? Oh. No, I didn't. I didn't think I needed to ask. No, I, I, I'm just gonna be quiet. But I don't. I didn't think I would need to suggest not bringing a giant book. Well, if 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 this person needs to listen to it on audiobook, please uh, reach out and contact me. I have seven Audible credits. I am trapped. Okay, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have you guess who signed up for Audible in the family. But it wasn't. Uh, all right, Russell, rolling, going. How's it going with you? Rolling going, I, I don't know if Matt's going to let us play the soundbite, but I was flying again. I had, I had another trip to, nice. to Texas this week, no. so, I, so I had another experience in the airport I, and on the airplane I was going to share. I don't think we need to. We don't need oh, to play yeah. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> oh, so good. All right. All right. These are the stories that I like. Tell us about the trip you're on. We're going to hear about I figured out another really bad. Fly tonight! Oh, yeah. I got I got one at the end for you too, Russell. But maybe maybe it'll come up in your list. All right, the first I had an amazing, probably the greatest flight experience ever on my way out to nice. Dallas, Mile High Club. I, have, I, I don't even want to share this tip for people, but I've <laughs> got a person. what Matt Matt calls these a pro tip. This is a pro okay. tip about flying. The the way to go is a Tuesday night flight, seven o'clock or something oh, like that. What? You go on a Tuesday it's night a at seven o'clock. And there is nobody at the airport. I, wa- I have never, ever gone through Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport before where there were zero line and zero people going through security. I walked in with through security, belt on, belt off, belt around the neck, belt on, belt off, into the back room, belt on, belt off, shoes on, shoes off, Nespresso pods on, off, everything. And I was in through security and out of security in under two minutes. It was the... It, like all the horrible security moments are worth it for having the one moment where you're like, oh my God, I don't care what happens to me today. I made it through security in 45 seconds. Did they still do the thing where they're like, sir, the bins, move the bins. Or like, sir, show me your ID. You're holding up the line. You're like, no, there is no line. This is just me. Y- y- yes, there was a bald man, yeah. a portly bald man that was yelling at just me. Yeah. Yes, there yeah, was. Because they, they <laughs> gaslight you. And we've, we've talked about this. Now, is it true, Aaron, that you would never fly on uh, Tuesday night because that is a play night for you? And that's when you go to your <laughs> elementary school to play the and yeah. hang out. Yep, that's exactly right. Kid, yeah, didn't uh, miss that's what I theater night. Yeah. So for all of you that have a choice of what night to fly, hey, choose Tuesday night, Tuesday night, Tuesday night. Uh, the right night to fly. There, there's no security lines. You get right through. It's the most relaxing experience in the world. <laughs> do they do taco specials at Chili's or anything? That'd be, that'd be extra good. No, but I did have an experience about food when I did get to Dallas, and that's what I really wanted to ask you guys about. Right. I got a few other plain things, but Aaron's going to bring up food. I got to get to it. Let's get to it. I and I actually it was at the airport. It was why I, I had so much time. I had enough time to go sit at the bar at the airport, yes. relax, oh. have, a, have a drink. Like, oh, it's so things. relaxing. It's the best. You know. But the the lady uh, a few seats down from me, she was at the restaurant and she ordered a salad and some cheese curds, which I thought was kind of a strange combination. But go for it. Yeah, you, mm, you knew you. Thing, right. What? And then the the, the no. bartender came up and is like, "Well, what do you want with your cheese curds?" The, the options were ranch, okay. marinara, or ketchup. 
and she chose ketchup, no. and I about damn no. near had like a coronary. I almost Dude. lost my Ugh. mind. Well, but Either. now wait a minute. Now they wait a minute. Ke- can they have ketchup they, at at the state fair? At the cheese curd, they have huge vats of ketchup. It's a For lot the of people. dumb shits yeah. out there. Right, who, who I'm gets with you. With their cheese curds? I'm with yeah. you, but what, it's a thing. What would you be? I thought you were going to say marinara because that would be the one that would offend me the most. Because like. Rob, we've already determined like your food <laughs> tastes are terrible, though, right? I mean, like you sent us a text wanna... earlier how you were excited to have a, a, a one of those Cadbury eggs later. Those things are the worst. Oh, you better fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to engage you about Cadbury egg shit. Okay, but it is true that I've eaten my my surplus of calories today, and I have to wait till midnight to have a Cadbury egg. Okay, and I and I'll tell you what: when I saw the Cadbury, it's eggs, midnight. It's midnight at your house. You could have one right now. No, I'm not going to go get it right now. I have, I have too much to say. I'm too mad about Russell. You don't like Cadbury eggs? No, those are the those are gross. You're That's so a bad fucking candy. stupid. You're the stupidest a, piece a of shit here? I've ever met. We in take my a whole life. vote. Okay, yeah, let's what, take a, let's take vote? a thumbs was, up, was, thumbs down on Cadbury eggs. Yes, absolutely. Hey, Rob, look at who you're, who you're on the same team with. You're going to be eating dandelion greens by tomorrow. Yeah, right? up. I'll tell you what, Aaron <laughs> likes fun. He is a fun guy. He wants to have fun. Okay. He doesn't want to not eat Cadbury eggs. Oh, I don't like Cadbury eggs. They're too tasty. So, so they only guys, come around every once in a while. So they're actually a very special treat. So you guys think ketchup is actually a good, a good side well, to no. cheese curds. No, I think ranch. I, is the best. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have an aioli or uh, like a, a nice uh, mayonnaise based dip, which I think is probably what a, a cheese curd needs. <laughs> There's no way Matt eats that shit. No. What? No way. No, Nothing like a wasabi white. mayo dip. Oh, that would be good I, with a cheese curd. Uh, Matt strikes me as not a white dip Matt's guy. That's like a no dip. Sounds like a no dip guy. Well, not with cheese curds. Well, but yeah, but we have to pick a dip. If they're I mean, being fresh, I mean, I agree. You just shove them, shovel them it down is, as quick as you can. Now, that's the question. Is it strange that they're asking for a dip with cheese curds? Like that's kind of fucked, right? I'd be like, I always yeah. just thought marinara was the like the basic. That's what, what? it always comes with. It, huh? It, I'm pretty that's sure it does. Che- cheese curds at the fair? No, oh, this like is like an airport. Bar, Where have like you bar been for the story? We were at the airport, didn't you? I mean, but that's what you hear. This? Talking about the, we were I'm at the airport. This is the point of the song. All right. I'm talking about the the you know theological spiritual underpinnings of the cheese mm-hmm. curd. Yeah. Maybe if, maybe if one of our listeners who's not, if they could take a break from sending in pictures of feet, they could send us in a backstory. Give us a breakdown. <laughs> what, what should be ordered with, what should be ordered with cheese curds, marinara, ketchup, some sort of white sauce or Cadbury eggs or whatever Rob's doing these days. Here's the thing though about ketchup, right? Is that it's kind of like a burger, right? There's cheese. You put ketchup on a cheeseburger. Like it's, you guys kinda... eat ketchup with your grilled cheese sandwiches. Yes. I did at the pause. Yeah. Yep, yeah. I sure do. All the time. So yeah. that's, that's kind of what I think of, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah. Oh, gross. I mean, <laughs> I hear it. I hear oh, it. okay. Well, maybe Russell has bad taste, actually, it turns out. Rob's All right, right so then I, get, I finally got on the plane, and as you guys know, we've been talking about airplane movie styles. Matt gave or me the advice, Office Space. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> office Space, it is an, amazing, is an amazing movie to watch on the plane. Yes. The scenes are great. Like, and But you know what I was thinking? There's the one scene in Office Space where... <laughs> He goes, he, he's meeting with his buddy and he says, what would you do with a million dollars? And the guy goes, Absolutely. two chicks at the same time. <laughs> and he goes, the other guy says, well, I don't think all women are into that. And he says, the type of chicks who double up on a guy like me are. But I started wondering, what would you guys do 
with a million dollars? What would you what would be your what would be your thing with a million dollars? Russell, I'm a I'm a experiences over things guy. And mm. so I would go mm-hmm. right to Paris and I would get the most expensive mustard like, top shelf <laughs> like suite that you could get overlooking you know the city of Paris. Yeah. And I would put on like a robe or something like that because it probably comes with a robe, right? It should. It better come. Yeah, it better come with a robe. If you're up in Montmartre, you're definitely getting a robe, no doubt. Yeah. And I would sit on that balcony and I would call Rosie and ask for one of his J's and then smoke that J yep. while eating some fancy food yep. and looking out on perfect. the uh, city of Paris. So that, wow. that's what I would do. Wow. Excuse oh me, God. sir. So Thank yeah. you for coming to our hotel. Yeah. I have the cheese goods. Now, <laughs> let me ask you a very important question. Do you want the ketchup or the marinara? That joke should have been faster, actually. I, um, I delayed the punchline, even though everybody knew I, what it could was. I get, could I get the mustard to go with this? <laughs> oh, can I get what, some mustard? What's the fuck, sir? That is the weirdest thing I've ever required. I've ever heard requested ever. My French accent <laughs> is breaking down very rapidly. For a million dollars, I'd just like, I'd stay home and listen to music and then like, Zoom no, no, you can't with. just you can't just like pay off your bills with it. You got to go spend it on something, Eric. I mean, I'm just saying that the well, no, the one guy says he'd do absolutely nothing. Yeah. So like, I'd stand with listen music, and then I'd want to like zoom with my buddies about it. Mrs. That'd Henderson, yeah, well, what a dumb idea that is. Listen, <laughs> Mrs. Henderson, Mrs. Henderson, come here. There's been a huge endowment to our elementary theaters program. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. It is funny because it, like it's. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I probably, if I had a million dollars, I would probably send it to Aaron to hire somebody to put his kid to bed so we could start this before 11 at night. But I don't know. I mean, he could do whatever. I think, or whatever, you know, East Coast. Russell, how about, how about when the, at their apartments that the walls are so thin and the guy's always, hey, Peter, man, the breast, yeah. the breast exams are on again. Yeah. Oh, that's my neighbor. Don't worry. He's cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Speaking of which, Speaking of which, I think somebody is moving into the apartment in the wall that's right in front of me when I'm doing this podcast. There has not been anyone living there for the last four months. So Ooh, when they move have in, to patch up the hole or not? They might be. <laughs> they might be like <laughs> the birthday hole, the birthday apartment. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't patch it up or what? You get get some spackle or something to patch that thing. <laughs> so they just move in. Hey, no, neighbor. I don't want to sleep on that side of the bed. I keep getting yeah. jabbed in the ear at night. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like my it's like a uh, uh, home improvement, right? Except instead of Wilson, I'd be the neighbor Johnson. Johnson, hey Johnson, are you there? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, give you me can a only thirty see seconds. His eyes looking through the hole. And then now, let me ask you this, Russell: When yeah. you go through security now, do you think about me trying to give myself a little boner walking through? Huh? <laughs> you chub it up? Well, you have to, and it's really hard when you're holding a dog and walking through with your two kids. It, people do not like that. <laughs> that's big trouble TSA all over the place what's your last thing Russell what's the last I did thing have one you- music thing yeah. to share from you from oh, my I flight it. so we were I, mean, I told you guys I saw the James Brown movie the biopic or whatever they call those types of movies where it's biopic is, uh, is that right what they call it biopic a biopic <laughs> But anyways, I only watched I'm a few minutes of it, and they did show the scene where he brought the gun in and was yes. like shooting holes in the it, it, they, the the guns episode, and it was actually kind of funny. Personally, I laughed at it. But one thing he said, one thing he said, you see to Russell the people, on the you see Russell on the plane TVs like Chuck Berry biopic search. Yeah. Oh no, it's not on here. That's too bad. I, I watched all the way to the end. There were no cameras on that one. Yeah, that's what he loved is the end and what came out of it. But part of James Brown's opening speech in the movie, he walked around to the people in this room after he'd shot the hole in the ceiling. Yep. And he said, 
You may not own my records, but you can bet your bottom dollar that every record you got has been touched by James Brown. And I was like, that is such a great quote. And when you listen to like what we've listened to and you listen to that James Brown, it's like everything you listen to has been touched by James Brown. And I had to write it down and share with you guys. I loved it. It's so good. Rob, rolling going. How's it going with you? Uh, Listen, I had a day to day at school (laughs) where I was interviewed by a coworker. Right. And they asked me, what is an inspiration? Like who has inspired you? Who has, because first of all, she was like, what do you do? Like, they were asking me about what creatively I do. And I was like, don't mention the podcast. Do not, you cannot mention the podcast. Um, and cause they were like, I was like, yeah, I don't watch TV. They're like, how do you keep busy? And I was like, mm, they're, uh, they're not going to ask podcast. the name of it anyway. You might no, have, they, this they would, would have been the perfect test case. <laughs> so they said, who inspires you? Right. And I said, uh, it's actually my wife. My wife is oh. an inspiration to yeah. me. Because I got to get whatever fucking job she's got. I She is on the couch all fucking day long. Oh, I no. left today at oh, like no. seven. She's on the couch. Oh, no. I come back today oh, no. at six. Her ass is on the couch. And she and she's like, can you get my purse? Can you get some gum? Did she leave an like, imprint when she got up? <laughs> no, I would never. That, come on. That's disrespectful. Say about my wife, Aaron. You're going to say that about my wife? Did she leave an imprint? You're sick fuck. Couch imprint guy. What the hell are you talking about? I can't believe I'm going to tell her you said so that. So inappropriate. I mean, so inappropriate. I'm talking, I'm making a joke here. Someone, Aaron, someone, you actually someone just changed their email to embarrassed Aaron's wife at gmail.com. <laughs> I would never ask if your wife makes an imprint on the couch. That's terrible. No, but I, and, and, and actually it was true because my wife, I, well, the, the story I told is that she inspired me with the powerlifting because I was working out um, with a trainer at Equinox. And then my wife found this powerlifting coach and like, you know, the rest literally is history because I, I do have a number of records. Um, <laughs> But it led me to once again look up my old trainer on Instagram, and I will tell you guys an oh, update. No, this is okay, we're good. My trainer is no longer into polyamory, no longer doing coaching for polyamory. Oh, that didn't work out. Wait, no, so that's so surprising. Benching to Frenching to she is now a full time. Uh, she helps people with uh, being a uh, dominatrix, so she is into. <laughs> Uh, she yeah. actually gets dominated herself. So I'm not sure what the opposite of a dominatrix is, but that's her. Uh, was she, she the third member of that wrestling tag team demolition axe smash and Rob's powerlifting coach? <laughs> <laughs> I think so because a lot of her Instagram now is showing off various collars she owns and what she Ooh. thinks of each collar. She is not a sex worker. Like I want to be clear. She's not a sex worker. She just literally has a polyamorous relationship where she enjoys uh, what, what I mean, if you really want to get technical here. Okay. She enjoys being a brat where they boss her around and then she says no. And I got to admit, when she writes about that, I do. I'm kind of like, well, wait a minute. I kind of like this. Imagine your wife telling you, like, you better take out the recycling or you're in big trouble. And you're like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to. I'm feeling naughty. Like, isn't that erotic for you guys to think about me doing that? Aaron's thinking about naughty next time. Aaron's wife at (laughs) gmail.com tells him he's got to go to some six-year-old's play. Wait, I accepted the invitation. No. I'm not going. I'm not going today, sweetie. I promise. I'm going to take out the garbage today. Don't worry about it. Ooh, I'm a naughty boy. Isn't that? <laughs> does that turn you on that I didn't take out the garbage? Which one of us would be the most likely to be a brat? Who would be the one to say no or whatever? Matt, Matt voice Matt was making earlier when he was. I think Russell could be a good it. brat. Don't you guys you think, think I'd be a good brat? I think you'd be a good brat, Russell. I'd love to boss you around, and then sometimes you'd be like, "No, I'm actually being naughty." I'd be like, oh, that's very bad, Russell. No, no, I'm going to eat marinara with these cheese curds, Rob. Oh, oh. 
okay, that's I, just... I, I, actually, this this might fit better than I thought it was going to. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? I could only imagine a collar, putting on a collar, right? I got a collar. It's my favorite collar. I put it on. I don't know what. Do you put a leash on it? You must, right? Like, what else do you have? Collars, spikes. Your spikes, right? Daddy walks you around. Okay, so I get to walk around by my daddy. Great. I then take off my collar. Like, we're all done. You know, I'm done being a brat. I'm like, okay, see you later. Thanks, you. You know, thanks for coming over or whatever. I take off my collar. And then can you just imagine looking at your collar and how big it is? And then you're like, Jesus Christ, is that how big my neck is? Like, you would just look at this collar (laughs) and it would look like a, you know, it would look like a top of a garbage can. You'd be like, oh my God, is my neck that big? You go look in the mirror and you'd be like, Jesus, my neck is huge. So here's this thing that's supposed to give you pleasure. And instead you realize just how thick of a neck you have and it disgusts you. You've got to go to like the big and tall section of the S and M shop to get your collars. Like you can't get a like a normal normal collar. You got to go to the, the big tall and tall section. What is the tall section? It's like a tall collar. It's like a massage table with a hole on the bottom, but the legs are short, so you can get on in case you're not tall enough. Um, I, what? Never what? mind. What? I'm thinking about tall sex shop, like for tall people. Isn't this a music podcast? Yeah, like the swings. Music. The sex swings have like way longer ropes. It's like, oh, if you're really tall. I need tall, to go get some more there. ice. I, there's no way I can drink another one of these without <laughs> ice in it. Guys, I got a feeling this might be a long episode today. We'll see. All right. Let's get into Aaron's favorite part of the show. We're going to talk yeah. about the album. It's, it's a music the podcast. Part of the show. Let's talk about the album. Oh, yeah. It really is. I'm thinking about it, the size of my collar. It would be just bum me out like crazy. So. I was talking to Aaron before the show. This might, I think, be the most interesting album we've ever covered. Like the story behind, there's a riot going on. The story behind Sly and the Family Stone is absolutely fascinating. And the more you know about this album, you appreciate it so, so, so much more. Just to be clear, I am a huge Sly Sly and the Family Stone fan. Had their anthology, their compilation, listened to it nonstop. Love it. You know, everything. I, I just love Sly and the Family Stone. I was immensely disappointed the first time I listened to this album because I was oh, like, interesting. There's, there's no hits on here. There's like, uh, you know, I, I just, the sound was weird. You'd have these eight minute, you'd have these weird eight minute bass jams and then a 0.0 second song, which confused me. Like, I was like, what is going on? But you have to understand like Sly and the Family Stone at this point, they are a band in 68 who is multiracial on unheard of at the time, right? There's two females in the band with the guys. Very, very strange to see that as well. And they are kind of an anti-Motown group, right? Where they're not dressed the same. They're all totally different. They're all doing totally different things. And at this point that this album is released in 71, in 69, Sly and the Family Stone is one of the biggest groups in the United States, right? They've done Woodstock. Carlos Santana said it was the best act at Woodstock. Uh, They have the album Stand come out. Huge hit after hit after hit. The record company's like, listen, this is hot. We got to ride this wave. For two years, they got nothing, right? They got a single, thank you for letting me be myself again. And they got, and they released the greatest hits because they didn't know what else to do. And it turns out that Sly was basically holed up in his house, in his bedroom, recording this album. He set up a recording. Yeah, he set up a recording studio in his room so he could not get out of bed and just stay there all day and play with this new thing he discovered called the drum machine. He played with this new technique about overdubbing, which is where you get a lot of the sounds of this album. This is a murky album because it has been overdubbed 1,000 times. The, the audio quality degraded every time he did that. And that's why, this, that's why this album sounds so strange. 
And basically what was happening was Sly and the whole band, or Sly at least, was getting hooked on cocaine and back to PCP again. Guys, this is is another PCP album. Um, And so a whole bunch of this album is about like drug use and drug culture. And at the same time, Sly Sly was getting way into the Black Panthers who were demanding that he takes the two white members of his band out. They They wanted this out. And meanwhile, he's recording this instead of with the band, he's recording it solo. He's bringing in Ike Turner on guitar for this album. He's bringing in Billy Preston on the uh, keyboard. Mm-hmm. And Bobby it, it, it's this album of a transition from being a hit to what happens when the recluse star of this album records it. So let's listen to, there's a riot going on. First, we have Love and Hate. Hate spelled like Hate Ashbury. <laughs> Aaron, explain Hate Ashbury. You're a, you're a Bay Area guy. What's Hate Ashbury? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. You know, I caught some flack from some of our listeners when I was trying to do Bay Area Mount Rushmore when I didn't include the Grateful Dead. But uh, yeah, Hate Ashbury was the, the center of the the groove scene in the in the summer of love it's, in '67. It's right? It's it's a cross street. It's a cross street hate? in yeah. in the in the Hate neighborhood in San Francisco. Uh, there's a gap in a Ben and Jerry's there now, so it's different. I'm not going to be like, I don't want to be guy who's been to San Francisco guy, but it's not just, I mean, now that corner is not, you know, it's commercial and it's not, you know, what it was, but you can, when you're there, you can imagine what a sort of magical inspirational place it was. It's close to Golden Gate Park. Some mm-hmm. days it's really foggy and dense. Occasionally the sun breaks mm-hmm. through. You can kind of understand how it's sort of a magical cosmic place to be. It's like I'm there and you're painting a word picture. I don't need Audible. I've got Aaron. Like, it's, this right. is great. I'll send you some tracks. You can send me those credits. I need it from <laughs> Matt. What do you think books. of Matt? What do you think of, of Love and Hate for the opener here? Does it kind of kind of set the tone for what you're going to expect the whole thing, or what was your impression? Yeah, I mean, again, you know what you're getting from the album. I heard a ton of Outcast. I think mm-hmm. Andre was a huge Sly and the Family Stone fan. Yeah. And there's a lot that comes out of this and I hear it in that first song. Did yeah. you mention me? <laughs> no. You can't take me higher because I'm huge Sly and the Family Stone guy. <laughs> I'm as high as you can get. I, I don't think Rob gets the way the bit, the big, the big guy goes. <laughs> I, I tried to explain it to him last time, but he didn't quite yeah, understand. You'll notice a lot of that is not actually in the episode. Uh, so that song, the lyrics... Uh, if you want to, I mean, this is what you're getting into. It's a drug album. Listen to these lyrics. Feel so good inside myself. Don't want to move. <laughs> Sounds like the perfect night to me. I got to I'm not going to lie. Just like a baby. I mean, his voice, if Aaron and I, before the show, were watching live Sly and the Family Stone performances. You got to get on YouTube and check them out. They are, he is, you cannot take your eyes off of him. Yeah, he's a great performer. I think we're, you know, Matt mentioned Outcast and Three Stacks, which is perfect. I think almost every one of these tracks, we're going to be able to think of someone who was, who might have launched a whole career just based on the track. And, uh, you know, I came to this album via D'Angelo. Rob, you came to this album via Sly, which might be why when I first heard it, I thought, oh, now D'Angelo makes sense. And when you first heard it, you thought Sly doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, but yeah, this to me is D'Angelo. I can I love that. Can I share an unpopular opinion? Yeah, fuck yeah. I think this is my least favorite second song on an album that we've had on the list so far. Wow, it's where was tax? It is like six minutes of the same thing for the whole for the whole track, and it's just it just drones on and on and on. I'm not saying there's not talent and it's not creative and stuff. But honestly, I started this album about 12 times over the last week, 
and I stopped it about 12 times on this song. For, the, oh. for me, the song was just, it droned on and on. I like, I, I want to like it, but that song, it, it broke me I'm, on the album. I'm going to tell I'm you, be honest. I think the drone of this album is what I enjoyed. I was sitting at work, okay. and I would just be like bopping my head. No idea what song it is. No idea what's going on. I could see that. But this was an atmosphere. This was a mood. Like I think this right. is an album where if you were in college sitting with friends, you could put this on. You look cool. It's it gives the it gives the room you know, kind of a strange maybe like stay in oh, bed man. crazy vibe. game of poker by OAR that's all you can play <laughs> that's all you can play <laughs> spend a few nights listening to that one I think you're good that's going to be one of the pull quotes for that book about the nineties it's just going to say <laughs> OAR signed man perfect uh, next song poet this is where you hear Ooh, a lot of parliament and he's come out and said, yeah, the huge influence on me is Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah, they started a lot of this stuff. Aaron, I read that George Clinton used this as a big inspiration for what he was doing. Is, is George Clinton after Sly and the Family Stone slightly? Or what was kind of during, the relationship between yeah, those two groups? I mean, I think Parliament and Funkadelic probably got big after Sly and the Family Stone. But yeah, as Matt said, they would have been contemporaries because... Mm-hmm. Uh, George Clinton was writing music for George Clinton spent a short period of time at Motown, I think, and was writing music for other people. But I was uh, the Parliament's first hit was "I Want to Testify," which might have come out before this. And then mm-hmm. Parliament's biggest albums came out like in the seventies. So I think there was probably a lot of sharing back and forth. That came out in sixty-seven. So it was oh it wow, was, yeah. So they were they were right on top of each other. Yeah, Family Affair. Love oh, this. is that a wah wah? What is that? Ooh. What is that noise? There is, that the is guitar. There's or a guitar, but there's also a Fender Rhodes going on back there. And Russell, do you want to guess if you could think of a fifth Beatle who was playing that Fender Rhodes? Who do you think that would be? Is it the the dead Paul McCartney, or is it a different fifth Beatle? <laughs> Wait, was Billy Preston? Was he one of the fifth Beatles? Yes. I'm confused. Yes. Yeah, okay. you got okay. it. Rob. I, you got it. Rob. I also saw that Rob. I saw B- Billy it. Preston played the Fender Rhodes on that. I got it. I was ready for and it. And I'll tell you what that so that has his sister Rose Stone on uh, backup. His brother was also the guitarist in the band, uh, Sly Stone's brother. This was a number one hit. This was the first single off the album. The number one hit. This is the first hit. Mm-hmm. In the history of Billboard, to do what? I think it's the first hit ever. This might make Aaron really angry, though. I oh, think it's no. the first number one hit song ever to use a drum machine. Oh, no. To ever make it to number one. Is that right, Rob? <laughs> I, you are 100% right. This is the first U.S. Billboard hit to have a I know. Explain I, yourself. Shit, You've ripped I the knew, drum machine yeah. before. I explain have. it. I know. I, and the thing is, I realized. It's the Maestro we, Rhythm King MRK2. I hear a I lot of Atlantis in this song, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hear Prince, right? Because Prince used drum machines too. So I, I've, I've realized I knew this was coming, and I have to develop a more nuanced point of view on drum machines because <laughs> some of my greatest musical heroes and favorite artists use them extensively. So maybe I need to go back and re-record the Atlantis episode. Can, can I do have to say something? I was trying to look for a drum machine list, but there's so many things out there that are drum machine that it's hard to narrow it down, and there's so narrow, there's so narrow of a pot of. MRK2 drum machines that I couldn't find a middle ground. <laughs> but Aaron, I had to share this with you. I, I know you will love it. Uh, Quest Love, he's this drummer out of Philadelphia. Yeah. I think he's famous <laughs> for being on the Tonight Show. Yeah. But he said 
that the greatest ever drum machine guy was Prince. He said he was the best ever at programming oh, or, or working with the drum machine. I love thought you it. would like that. I'm glad to hear it. That's so great. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So I got. I got. Have you guys I ever heard that song, Jack Off? What was that song I played last week? I can't remember. Jack no. you off. Jack you off. That's the best Aaron, part about the drum me. machine. It, it keeps it like a, a steady rhythm going. Right. There's no mess ups, right? Like I no know Ringo ups. was a yeah. Like they never had to look at Ringo. He always had the beat going, but the drum, the machine's not going to screw right. that and up. Also, I mean, it's this, not going to run album, out of it's not going to run out of energy like right at the wrong time. You know what I mean? Like right at the wrong time, it's not going to be like oh, I can't do this anymore. I don't have any more energy. Like is this song almost over? And you're like, no, the song actually takes longer than you think, especially since I'm older. And I think it's something with like my iron. I don't know, but the, the songs take longer than they used to. I also believe that Sly used to call the, the drum machine the funk box. So Ooh, I don't know, Rob, that? if you also call it the funk, the funk box, box, but I thought that was a pretty cool That's name so for the drum good. machine. The funk box. That was my nickname in middle school, but I think it was mostly the smell. I think it is what is it is a this idea is what Prince and then D'Angelo they took the blueprint where they where Sly started making everything more on his own and then they said well I could uh, yeah Stevie also I could do a whole album on my own if I just have enough drum machines and synths I love your D'Angelo comparison I think that's so it's so smart sometimes I sometimes I learn so much from Aaron about music on the podcast but I wish I would have never heard him mention Alanis and the drum machine because (laughs) then when I read about this and then I I started hearing I was like. This is really artificial. Like I want I want to hear Steve Gadd or whoever these yeah. people we've been listening to the last few weeks like Mitch like we've heard all these amazing drummers and then I've got to hear this stupid machine. It's like fucking A. Let's let's change it up here. I'm so impressed cuz like almost everything Rosie says is so smart, you know. The pink is great. Okay, well, it's goodness, you couldn't It's true. It's true. Uh, uh, Africa talks to you the asphalt something. Can't read it too long. This, speaking of too long, this is eight minutes and 45 seconds of this. Right. Long this, jam. Was, this was the one where there's the falsetto on this. Aaron, I was curious if you could talk about uh, his voice. He, he jumps into the falsetto here. What, what do you think of his voice? I never think I never thought of him as one of the great soul singers. But then you hear this album and he does. He has a lot of versatility, a lot of power behind it. So yeah. check yeah. out his live performances. They are so good. Uh, brave and strong. So yeah, here we got the, the drum machine pretty strong on this one. You can hear it too on this, especially the audio degradation from him overdubbing and copying himself and doing this. And I saw a couple people compare this to Kid A, right? Where you can't quite right. tell what he's saying on most of his album. And then also a really interesting comparison I thought was Exile on Main Street. Right, where it's that same idea of like you can't hear crystal clear what's going on, but it doesn't matter because the groove you're hearing is is so strong. Yeah, I I put this song, I, I played it through my TV the other night for reasons which are far more boring than you might imagine. And Apple Music puts the lyrics up. It's uh, more it's boring first, I, than this story that you're telling. I, no idea. Oh, no, this well, is I, the story. Like, I, seeing the lyrics, I'm saying like, man, I, I never knew what most of these lyrics were. I've listened to some a bunch. Like, you know, I gotta know why you were listening to this album on your TV. I can't. My, the listeners will revolt <sighs> if I don't ask this question. <laughs> because Rob, I switched from Spotify to Apple Music, but I'm not certain that I'm getting lossless audio when I stream to the yes. Sonos. Oh, Aaron, you were right. But I could potentially be getting lossless audio if I go straight from the Apple uh-huh. TV into the sound bar. But the sound bar oh, isn't a hi-fi speaker in the way that the other yeah. speaker is. So I don't Sonos. know it's not your the Sonos. difference that I'm hearing. Yeah. It's a Sonos sound bar, but it's not the... Oh. <laughs> 
You know what? If this was the big decision I was making in my life, I would go to the six-year-old's concert you, too. I, I don't blame you, Aaron. You know what's messed up, Aaron? Is I totally get what you're talking about, about wanting lossless audio. I totally yeah, 1,000%. So I had to listen to Love and Hate on one speaker via the AirPlay streaming and then another speaker via the through the TV on the HDMI and out to the soundbar just to make sure I knew if I wasn't sure if I was no, hearing, no. but then I'm, it's not the same speaker. So I don't know if I'm hearing. Can you imagine what, somebody the difference I'm hearing is due to listening the to this audio. podcast for the first time? Ask, they're like, remember, they're like, I love watching ESPN and then fiddling with my sound setup. <laughs> what is a podcast for me? When, ah, yes. I found uh, What is the dirtiest, whitest podcast on ketchup, the airwaves? Ketchup, mustard, well, better write an email to ranch. them and have them roast me for 10 minutes. You had, you had mentioned it, something being too strong. What did you say was too strong there? I don't, you just said something that was too strong. Uh, well, I don't know what it is, but tonight I'm drinking a strong drink and it's honor. So, the, so Sly and the Family Stone, not in the booze and vinyl book. I'm realizing the farther we get into the list, the fewer amount of albums that are in my book, making the book oh. less valuable than it was earlier in the so list. Your physician just texted a big thumbs up when they heard that. They actually said, very good. There was, a, there was a liver and a green light. I don't even know there's a liver text. How did you do that? And, and while Aaron forgot a few weeks ago that Sly and the Family Stone was a Bay Area band, I fortunately knew that. And so I started looking. I was like, well, what can I drink with Sly and the Family Stone? And I started looking at, like, what are the Bay Area's most famous drinks? And it turns out, did you guys know that the martini was actually invented in a bar in Martinez, which I believe is kind of a Bay Area city here in 1874? Did you guys know that? I didn't know that. I've been there. We did not know that. You keep asking. We do not know this. There's a cocktail (laughs) called the Martinez, and I've heard the joke that the plural of martini is Martinez. Martinez is a cool town. It's up on the North Bay. Well, there, there's what? actually uh, when you go up there, Aaron, a there's joke? a bar and they've got a they've got a, a statue type thing where they say this is where the martini was invented. Shit, and supposedly there Can was some bartender taking look- credit for inventing the martini. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> a martini is like vodka and then like an olive. Like that's not a well, fucking Jesus. You, Rob, you, you don't even know how to make one. <laughs> so this is why you're not allowed to talk about it. But the reason I brought it up, Rob, and I was going to set you up for this was that. There's also a bar in New York who disagrees with Martinez and says, no, we are actually the Knickerbocker Hotel oh, yeah. in New York says we were the one that they had invented the martini. But I was going to get some martini advice for you guys. I'm drinking a martini tonight. I thought I could tell you how I made it. See if you guys have suggestions on how to make a martini different. Oof, is that all right? Yeah, for uh, sure. Please. Yeah. It, uh, oh, it. Different. Let's add a second ingredient. I mean, what are we talking about here with martini? So I've got I've got a hint. I've got four ingredients in this one other Whoa. than ice. I'm not counting ice because I know Aaron doesn't like when I wait, count wait, ice as one of the ingredients. You have, yeah. you have ice in your martini? We got to talk about this right well, now. Well, you got that's how you shake it up, Rob. You shake it up and then you pour it in. Mm, yeah, I've heard Taylor Swift. And you're supposed to put that. ice in if you want flakes, icy flakes in your martini. You should I've also stir instead this. of shake. I mean, it's up to you. Drink your martini. Actually, you well, we'll discuss. Oh, this martini so, is so bruised. I like it. I like it. Here's here's what I put in it tonight. I put in gin. Yep. I put in dry vermouth. Yes. I also found a recipe that called for orange bitters. That's the way they did it in Martinez. I got orange bitters in my martini. Wow. Oh, yeah. And then I finished it off. I read that you can do a lime, but I did blue cheese stuffed olives yes. in my martini time. What do you guys think? Oh, that's so nice. Gotta admit, that sounds pretty good. So nice. So what did, what did I do, Rob? Wrong, Rob. You're saying it should only have two ingredients. I got well, four. It's normal. <laughs> yeah, I... 
I mean, I'm thinking of like a martini. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. I, this, what do you mean? This is the listen, whole point the, why I brought the, it up the, is to ask. The drink sounds good. I don't know. That sounds good to me. I'm, I'm down. The, I, martini, though, is always just like, it's for people who just want to drink gin out of the bottle, but no, they can't do that. So they order a martini. That's like, you want to drink hard alcohol. You want to get fucked up. Order some martinis. Or maybe you love pearl onions. I don't know. You're bad that I took put two sprinkles of orange bitters in there. That ruins yes, it for Russell. You? That's the point of my story. I'm mad you put in two sprinkles of orange I like bitters. bitters. I'm furious. That's a nice. That's a nice yeah. touch. Is it good, Russell? Let me ask you that. Is it good? It is good. But then I was going to ask you guys. So there's the whole James Bond shake and not stirred. I read that you shake a drink that doesn't have juice in it. This doesn't have juice in it. It means you shake it. Is that correct or incorrect? I thought you shook the juice drinks. I. I think you stir the juice. Drinks. Isn't orange bitters a juice? What is bitters? <laughs> is like a little, oh, where am I? I don't know. Go eat your Cadbury egg, dude. Let's move it along to the next song. A Cadbury egg drink. Now that's what I'm talking about. That'd be so good. Moskowitz of the City Pages famously said the best martini is the third one. Well, actually, I believe the quote is Aaron. Oh, no. Aaron, you dumb shit. Hold on. Hold on. Let me find it. Give me one second. Okay. Yeah. I want to hear it. Typing in um, martini glass. And now I need to naked search woman real. tattoo. How to get collar.com. Um, hold on. Okay. Still looking. Collar through security airport question mark. Oh, 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 hold. 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 Uh, excuse me, hold. sir. Can you put everything in the bag? Oh, yeah. This is my collar. Can you take it off? I don't want to. I'm a brat. <laughs> sir, we're going to have to pat you down. Oh, no. Don't do that. Oh, actually, the quote, Aaron, is humorous. James Thurber once said, one martini is all right, two is too many, and three is not enough. Yes. There you go. Would you guys consider me a humorist? Right? Depends on what episode. Like, if I, if, I, if I wrote a short essay about, like, getting fucked by a gas pump, people would be like, oh, that guy's a humorist, right? I just need to write this shit down. Can somebody transcribe the podcast? Please. Okay, I'm begging you. Can somebody transcribe? Here's what I One want. One gas pump is all right. Two gas pumps is too many. And three <laughs> gas pumps is not enough. Hey, is that guy cross country skiing out there? No, he's got three gas pumps. Um, oh, hubris, Rob. So here's the thing. I, just, all right. I just did a very funny hand motion to the crew. Um, <laughs> hands motion. So here's the thing, right? Uh, I think what I really want somebody to do is to take like the first 10 minutes of this podcast, right? I want them to write this down. I want you to transcribe it, okay? I then want to get that transcription. I want to see that in like an article type form. Then I want somebody to read it as an audiobook. So what I really want is this podcast presented back to me as an audiobook. I will give you up to seven audible credits if you do that, okay? <laughs> so if you can do that and get that back to me, I think that would be great. Brave and strong. Wait, we did this one. Oh, okay. So then after this... Uh, there's a riot going on, the song. Hey, I just played it. Now, you might be thinking, Rob, is there some audio trouble? Does Russ have to write you a text after you've released the episode and you have to go back and edit it <laughs> at the end of the day, which is actually kind of a pain? Here's the deal, okay? No, uh, there's a riot going on is a zero-minute, zero-second song that is silent, okay? Now, a lot of people thought this was because they actually caused a riot in Chicago by not going on stage on time. Sly later claimed that he made it zero seconds because he wanted no more riots. To which uh, Quiet Riot said, oh, come on, feel the noise. <laughs> I wrote that joke down. Am I a humorist? <laughs> <laughs> Is this the that second was a good in a row where we've had a song with no 
with nothing on it for the whole length of it. Didn't Aaron share a song oh my like God, that? You're right. Yes. Well, we could go. And now we've got another one. Yeah. I was getting across the finish line. Okay. T- uh, let's do You Caught Me Smiling. This is kind of like the one moment of sunshine on the on the album, right? It's kind of like yeah, more joy than a lot of the other stuff we've heard. But, but, but when you realize how this album was made, it, you can totally hear it. You can totally hear this is some guy in his apartment. Now, is it true, Aaron? Did this apartment studio get turned in to the Fuckfest studio from Fleetwood Mac? Is that what I'm thinking right now? I think it right did. Now? Well, yeah, so it's not clear yes. on Wikipedia. But Beds you, yeah, as floors. It, I'm going to remind think, you, there's mattresses that are floors in that studio. Yeah, this was the record plant in Sausalito, which I think was owned by Sly for a while, but then it also sounds like he recorded in his apartment in Bel Air, which is in Southern California. But yeah, this is I believe the same. this was also our waterbed episode, if you Correct. go back. Yeah. Yeah. Prince's first record also recorded there. Tons of stuff recorded it. That's right, because we talked about the finger symbols. The guys. plant. Yeah. We are back in the waterbed corner, because we did mention this is the waterbed episode, part two. I've got the notion of the motion of the ocean. Corner. Oh, yeah. Wait, do you think we, we could do a podcast that's 24 hours long? And should we try it right now? What song are we on right now? <laughs> what is your guys' problem? Why did you get through this album? We are having fun. No, what's the, what song are we on? Uh, we just did time. No, we did. You caught me smiling. Can't remind. Yeah, you caught me smiling. That's I have one thing point. to add on smiling. Did you guys know the guy playing bass on this? He, he used to play, in, I think, more of the Sly songs was Larry Graham. And we mentioned him a few weeks ago because he was actually the inventor or the pioneer of the slap electric bass. Oh. We're not doing an electric bass list because I can't keep track of all the bass lists we've already done already. <laughs> but I just figured we had to give him a shout out because he's really the pioneer of that that style of playing. And Rob, you you know how that works. You you hit it with your thumb and yep. then you pluck. There's two different ways, you, right? You got to slap and pluck. You got to, yeah, it's, it's, you got to do Slap both. and you, pluck. You slap and pluck. I thought it was going to be a Jehovah's Witness list and it would just be Larry Graham and Prince. Yeah. He was Prince's spiritual advisor and got him into being yeah. a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because he was like, he was like, Prince, what do you hate more than anything else? And Prince was like, Halloween and my birthday. And the guy was like, listen, have I got good news for you? <laughs> Jehovah's Witness. All right. Uh, here we go. Time. Boy, they really slowed down here. Is that and just a keyboard or a harp? What is that? A keyboard? I had no idea. Yeah, some kind of synth, right? And then it's that same. I don't know what it is. Yeah, same kind of tinny hi hat drum machine. Spaced cowboy. Spaced cowboy. This is such a weird song. I love it. What is he doing? Well, I believe technically, Aaron, he's yodeling. Oh, he's yodeling. (laughs) And so. For those of you that don't, you know, I mean, you guys know yodeling. It's like a European thing, but it's actually technically a form of singing where you have rapid changes of pitch between your chest register and your falsetto. Did you know that, Aaron? You're a singer. I didn't know that that was the, I mean, I know what it sounds like, but I didn't know that was the definition. I am going to start using Russ's technique of just asking people, did you know that after I say that? You're going to have to label this as the question (laughs) podcast. (laughs) There's a lot of questions. Rob, did it better? Rob, did you know that I'm about to engage in an eight-minute conversation that Matt's going to be pissed that I'm going to bring up? Because we're doing a list. It's time for a list. We're doing the greatest songs ever featuring yodeling. I guarantee this is going to be a top two list of the night. Oh, yes. Uh, this might this might not this might be the first one we've had to delete. No, positive, Russell. Positive, positive. <laughs> no, Don't no. do that. 
We need positive. If you guys remember, this isn't the first time we've talked about yodeling on the podcast. Cripple Creek at the end of that one song. Remember, there was a yodel, 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 yodel. <laughs> You guys remember that one? Yeah. Okay, so the first song on the list, I don't know if you guys will know this one. This is the Vogue's Five O'Clock World. I know Aaron doesn't like working until five o'clock, but check out this song. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's late. It's, yeah, it's... Yes. I like you know song. what? Yeah, yeah. Was this on the Good Morning Vietnam soundtrack? Look at that yodel. Yeah. This also, this is a record that sounds really that fucking good. Like, this is really a good mix. So good. This was one of my favorite. Did you guys ever have like a cassette tape when you were kids, when you would go on road trips? This was one of the songs that was on like our family yep. cassette tape. We always heard it on road trips. What oh, was your nice. guys' road trip song when you were kids? Uh, we actually listen to Audible audiobooks. Listen, you can go to Amazon right now, uh, and you can get a deal where your wife signs you up for Audible, and then you get them for the rest of your life, even though none of you listen to Audible books. Check it out. I remember the Pretty Woman soundtrack pretty well. My mom had that one, and so the King, yes. the king of Wishful Thinking by Go West was on that one. I was the king <laughs> yes. of Wishful Thinking. That's a big one for me. Big one for me. How about you, Matt? What was your What was your road trip cassette uh, tape back in the day? I remember some Rod Stewart ones. Uh, I remember the album, but there were a lot of Rod Stewart, um, some Amy Grant. I yes. Remember, oh, yeah. That's going to be in that Chuck Colesherman book for sure. The tipping point, right? Yep. Amy Grant, 10,000 hours of Matt listening to Amy Grant. One thing that I thought was really interesting about that song, though, is it was recorded in Nashville, and the the musicians who played backup were actually... The Fame Gang, it was the original group that would play down in Muscle Shoals, and they left. Remember, yes. the, there was a group that left, yeah. oh, and then the yeah. Swampers came in and ended up being the famous group. The Fame Gang was the one who played on that song, Five O'Clock World. Now, Russell, I did notice you didn't ask me about a cassette tape. Uh, so I'm just going to say, we, what ha- was your cassette tape, we had my uncle made a mix tape, and for some reason we had it. Unknown how we had Malcolm's Mega Mix, but it was in the car. We listened to it all the time. Greatest tape of all time. It had yeah. the Beatles uh, places I remember, but the number one song off that mega mix that I got pumped every time it would come to is Erasure. Uh, oh, what is that called? Erasure. Try to discover. I gotta sing the song to get the name of it. Hey Rob, don't worry, I'll play in the background. Why don't you sing it? I'll play it. Respect. That to get is so good. It had that song, and then it had Aha. So it was an all-timer singing high cassette Yeah, it was all about singing high. My uncle loved people singing high. We just does a cool cover of respect, little respect too. You like we just. Yep. And guys, if you like Wheatus, please uh, text in 802-277-BECK. Okay? Do you I don't like, like Wheatus? Wheatus come with no, like, berries or anything in there. It's like, hey, let's do cornflakes or, like, a super boring yeah. cereal with nothing fun in there. Wheaties. Yeah. <laughs> Wheatus is before it's a wavy. <laughs> Next song on the list. This is an Aaron favorite. This was actually covered later on by De La Soul. I was going to oh. put De La Soul on there, but they don't like doing putting up on Spotify. And I was going to send all my songs on Spotify tonight, yeah. so we didn't do De La Soul. But we were going to we're going to do the band that they covered. It's Parliament, Little Old Country Boy. This is from the 1970 album Owes Me Him. Check this out. Oh yeah. Your love, your 
Yes! Oh. <laughs> Did you know this one, Aaron? No, I don't know. This is a parliament. How much money could you win by playing this for somebody hey, and being like, this is guys Listen closely coming up, and I can tell you why Aaron likes parliament. Listen to what he sings about. <laughs> He's singing about being accused of being a peeping Tom. No, no wonder Aaron likes the parliament, the I, fucking hell. I would have to say two hobbies that do not go well together. Yodeling yeah. and peeping Tom. <laughs> what, do you hear that? <laughs> that freak next door is back, I think. <laughs> Open your shades. <laughs> Open your shades. <laughs> Siri, record on my phone. Wait, did somebody outside just say Siri, record on my phone? Why is he using voice prompts? The, the other reason I didn't use the De La Soul song is because I thought Matt would get mad because the name of the song was Potholes in My Lawn. And I know Matt probably doesn't like potholes in his lawn, so I thought I better not play that one. No, you got to fill those things. You got to cover over the tree roots. Yes. Spread it out. Yeah. Two or three times a week. Make sure you get one inch of water. All right, next next song on the list. We've never talked about this this performer on our album. She was a, a part of a yodeling family as a kid, if you guys remember. This is Jewel. The song is Chime oh. Bells. Check it out. Remember Jewel? Wow. Yeah. Whoa. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Fantastic. I f***ed off a lot to Jewel, too. You might be like, is that hard to do? And the answer is not really. Afterwards, you saw many pieces of you, the same name as her album, right? Okay. <laughs> now I might have to keep that in. That Great. Thanks, Russell. Of the podcast. That's so good. I have to leave it uh. in now. An interesting thing, I'm curious to see what you guys think of this. I, I was reading how she became famous. She went on some talk show, and Sean Penn saw her on the talk show and just decided, oh, she's attractive. I'm going to call and set up a date. I was like, can you imagine if you lived in a world where you're like, and so then he started dating Jewel. Like, can you imagine if you're just like, oh, I saw someone on oh, TV and I'm rich and famous Jewel. enough yeah. where I can just like, I can, yeah. I can have a date with this person. You now. come over and I'm just having dinner with the hamburglar. You're like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I just got slid. <laughs> How did you DMs. get a hold of him? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you lucky duck. <laughs> yeah. Robble, robble. You get- Are you talking to me? I'm a robble sexual. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting around dipping your rubble, fries rubble. in a ranch yeah. and the hamburger was yeah. pissed he's like what kind of date are you taking me on we don't, we're not using marinara for these fries yeah. and then he says robble robble yeah robble robble <laughs> like, oh, oh no you robble robble I'm a nasty brat I'm not going to steal the hamburgers <laughs> <laughs> robble wait a minute are you telling me the hamburger is a brat so the hamburger comes yes. in has a collar on you're like hey hamburger go steal those hamburgers for me and he goes like rubble rubble and i'm doing by the way the brat oh. motion rubble and you're like oh you brat god you turned me on oh you're my mcdonald's play place oh, i don't like that joke at all rob and the hamburger are going over to get in the ball pit and rob's like no i'm not going in the ball pit tonight Oh my God, two brats? We're two brats in a relationship? Just both of us <laughs> ratting out? That's not going to work. No. Hey, where do you want for dinner? What do you want for dinner? What do you want for dinner? Oh, we're just too turned Speaking on. Speaking of what dinner. nobody ever wants for dinner on Thanksgiving, this next album on the this next song on the list is by the Cranberries. It's Dreams. Check this out and look for the Yoda. Finally, oh. something we can agree on. Yes. Oh. The worst. Beautiful. The Yodel. Yeah. Man. So good. By the way, 
first song I ever played in a bar on guitar for an open mic night was Dreams. For real? How yep. did you learn that oh, one? Wow. How was that your first one? Uh, it was good. I don't know. I mean, what what was your question? Like, did you know? <laughs> did you know that was the first song you played? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, what, what what prompted you to play the Cranberries Dreams? You didn't like the I food? think it You're was like, all chords I could play, which was most of it. Okay. It was like, okay, search for G, C, and D, and maybe not too much C. Actually, kind of hard. Matt, play. Aaron, are you guys Cranberry guys for Thanksgiving or no? Not no. Uh, music? Yes. Uh, Thanksgiving? <laughs> no. I would listen. To, yeah, I'd listen to Cranberries I on Thanksgiving. Refuse I refuse to eat anything grown in a bog. I am not eating stuff grown in a bog. <laughs> Don't need it. Okay. I am not a bog dog. Doesn't drink scotch. No. Well. Doesn't eat cranberries. Yeah. I'm a bog and... brat. Hey, pick those cranberries. I'm not going to. Robble, robble. I'm getting very confused with all our stories. What? Can somebody draw the hamburger in a collar being led around by a leash with by Ronald <laughs> and he's being a brat? I, I, if you draw that, I will get a tattoo of it. Okay. Or a drawing on your foot? <laughs> a tattoo, please. They got a drawing on their foot. The hamburger being led around like a brat by Ronald. I, I just repeated the joke. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Last song on the list. We've talked about this song before. It's been quite a while. It was a David Bowie episode. If you guys remember, Beck oh. covered a song by Bowie or some music by Bowie. And uh, this is Sound and Vision. He recorded this with a 170-piece orchestra. And it turns out there was also a little bit of yodeling. Check this out. You hear that yodeling back there? There's nothing the guy can't do. He can do it all, right? He can do it all. Except actually get a lot of listeners for a podcast. He can't do that. So I got to ask you guys. Sly, I do not believe the Family Stone had 170 pieces. It was just a handful of pieces in that, that group. So when it comes to yodeling on a song with a 170-piece orchestra. Who did it better? Beck did it better. Russell, that was yes. that was a top-two list. Easy. Top-two list. Easy. Tonight. Yeah. A top-two list to delete before this episode's over. I think even like, even Reese's would think, wow, that's a lot of pieces for, for a band. <laughs> you know, can I just what tell you guys, you guys like something? better, Reese's pieces or peanut butter cups? <laughs> oh, peanut, peanut butter, butter cups. cups. Yeah. I mean... Do you ever yeah, do you ever have an urge for the other one instead? Nope. No. Sure. Switch it up. I mean, Reese's no. Pieces can kind of be nice. No. Now, Russell, do you think Reese's Pieces are different flavors? Like, do you think the different colors are different flavors? <laughs> orange, yellow. Yeah. Orange, Ooh, this is orange, pumpkin. Orange and lemon lime. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what are the brown ones? And again, they kind of look like oh, the hamburger. Yeah. If you think about it, it's like hamburger's color. <laughs> hamburger. It's all flavor. coming together now. Just like the hamburger. Just like the hamburger and Ronald when they're both brats. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no. Can I just say this? I don't like when rock bands. Yes, I was watching a thing of of um. I was watching ELO concert tonight, playing Mr. Blue Sky, and they had a ton of instruments, like violins, and they had a whole orchestra. I don't like it. I don't like it when bands play with orchestras, and I'll tell you why. Why? You, they're just playing a song. They're not like jamming. They're not going to do anything unique. They're not because it is all written out. It's, you know, some you're not going to get thirty cellists to be like. Hello, there's a change there. Yeah, I'm not. It's like it's every time the conductor moves his his stick around to make him play stick. differently. They're all brats. They say no. <laughs> we're gonna play whatever's on the. I'm playing seven eight time. Ooh, I'm bratty. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
There's nothing like going to watch a band and they're all playing. They've all got their music up on the like the podium yes. in front of them. They're all yeah. playing off the sheet. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. Aaron's like, actually, a lot of uh, elementary school bands are very good. If you, have. <laughs> I, yeah, there's several just in my neighborhood. I just yeah, went to a recorder cool. concert that blew me away. <laughs> my kid wants to play recorder so bad. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to hook him up through the Apple TV for some reason. I forgot already. <laughs> All right. Uh, running away. Running away to get away. Ooh, it's different. Ha, 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 it is. It's, it's so poppy. This sounds like it could have been on the Juno soundtrack. This is on their greatest hits anthology. It's a ba- it's a banger. The Juno it. soundtrack. Yeah, you remember that one, right? Juno soundtrack was good, by the way. If, if I was yeah, going to go soundtrack, I was going to go. That. What's the one where the, there's the little girl in the the bee costume? Oh, sunshine! Uh, Blue Miss Sunshine. Blue Miss yeah, sunshine. that's kind of what I was thinking. I thought that would be on this. I thought yeah. that would be on that <laughs> yeah. soundtrack. I like that. That's such a Aaron, good movie. A lot of people don't know this, but Aaron actually saw the Blind Melon B Girl at her original show at her elementary school on uh, Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Aaron does for fun. Uh, and he was the one that nobody clapped and she ran away, and hence the video. Uh, th- the last song. Thank you for talking to me, Africa. Now this is kind of an interesting one. If you listen, listen to the words here. So this was a remake of the single that they had put out in the space between the two albums when they were desperate for songs by Silent the Family Stone. They actually put out a signal call, single called Thank You for Letting Me Be Myself. And then they redid Thank it. Thank you for letting me be myself. Me, I, yeah. And then they redid it as that song. Listen to the original version of it, Russ. Listen to how much better it is. Well, this is the this is Larry Graham. This is the first slap bass song ever is this one right here. This is also the song that was our opening number, even though it's not yeah. on the album, but I didn't mention it at the time. You might notice the version <laughs> I did for the parody song was not actually on the album, but... This whole yeah. thing has been a fraud? Uh, well, yeah. A fraud? <laughs> I don't want to do a song that's on the album. Ooh, I'm a brat. <laughs> Can you imagine if that was my trainer? <laughs> She'd be like, do this workout. I was like, no. And she's like, no, we're actually working out now. I'm like, oh, sorry. But I, I mean, it, 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 this didn't happen for me this week, but I felt, I mean, I guess running away is a kind of, kind of a weird one, but uh, you know, this could be, this could be a crossing the finishing line song for, uh, I was thinking maybe the back half of this I'm album. I'm not, no, we're not doing this conversation. Line, we're not talking yeah. TCB anymore. It made me, when I edited that, it made <laughs> me ill. Saying, I, it's music. <laughs> what do you think music's about? Well, this, this album it. is actually about sitting in your bed yeah. and taking drugs, which is kind of... Hmm. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. yeah, I mean, can you guys imagine recording, like, your whole creative career in a bedroom? I certainly can't imagine that. I, I wouldn't know On what drugs. that's like. All right, let's get to the patented and very popular rating system. <laughs> very popular. So popular. You guys have watched as my kids age, because now there's not as, like, many stuffed animals behind me. It's and very popular. Beck did it More like books. Rating system. Oh, yeah. All right. TI-85s. Listen, uh, is this, okay? Think about if you were uh, having to rank these albums. You were hired by Rolling Stone. Listen, we're going to come out with a top 500 list. Some idiots just started a podcast. We got to change that list. We got to see what they're going to do. It's going to be so funny. Um, and, And then they say, listen, you need to pick. What album do you think is the 82nd best album of all time? And of course you say, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm a brat. I don't want to pick what album it is. And they say, you have to. And you go, oh, I love this job. 
if you didn't do that, okay, and you said this album should not be there, that is a rolling groan. This album should be later on the list. Ooh, I'm a brat. This album goes later on the list. It's not as good as 82 Rolling Stone, okay? Or do you think this album should have come sooner, okay? It is a jam. It is, uh, like, revolutionary. This is, like, one of the greatest funk, certainly the roots of the funk album of all time. It, that would be a rolling bone. It should have been higher up on the list. Or is this rolling well-toned? You think this is perfect, okay? Uh, and it should have been an 82, and hence you were actually not a brat. And I wanted you to be. So that actually does make you a brat. It was a reverse bratting. I wanted you to be a brat, and you weren't. And that makes you a brat because you weren't doing what I wanted. So am I supposed to wear the collar ad in the post-game show or not wear the collar? <laughs> can, you just make, can you send me oh a separate text, Rob? I just want to make sure I understand what you're looking for. Uh, yeah, I'm an, eight and a half, uh, I'm an eight and a half hat size. Uh, my collar is a 12. Okay. That's, <laughs> What? I don't know. I, listen, guys, it's so late. It's so late. Matt, it's so late. Let's get this moving, Matt. Please don't distract us anymore. All right, Matt, what do you think? Uh, how would you rate this album? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling grown? And avoid singing, saying you're a big something guy, because I will do it. I am a big fan of music. Uh, I'm a big music That's fan. why I can barely hear you. You got the big fan on <laughs> I, I, I think I hear out of this album just a ton of stuff that came in the 90s, late 80s, 90s, you know. And I think this list, for the most part, when we have albums like this, they've been way up front, way up higher when they've got ones that uh, have this long tree, if you will. We talk about coaching trees and football. I feel like we got musical trees. I personally think this is better than any Stevie Wonder album that's out there. I would take wow. this over any of those. And so Strong. I th- absolutely think this got rolling boned if there's three Stevie albums ahead of it so wow, wow. strong yeah. take love that strong take russell what do you think rolling bone rolling well-toned or rolling grown normally when i don't mm. like an album i try to be nice and say nice things about it but tonight i'm gonna be a brat i'll say oh. one nice thing <laughs> oh. <laughs> you want the collar on or off when i do this rob please don't say that to me anymore <laughs> oh, okay you know i could see where this would be like amazing music for rap and hip-hop to be sampling this when you were looking at like who sampled who there's all these songs you can tell where this is the foundation for a lot of rap and hip-hop i think but for me the songs just drug on and on i thought they were kind of boring except for that zero second song which got over really quickly ultimately i, I thought it was really interesting musically but it just bored the shit out of me i couldn't make it through ever and any of my lists and so i'm going to say it's rolling grown aaron what do you think rolling well-toned rolling bone or rolling grown yeah, I, Matt makes a good point there. I mean, uh, I'm the biggest Stevie fan on the podcast, but there's too much Stevie in the top 100. Uh, this album to me is kind of the, uh, is it, is it the, whoa, that's the biggest Stevie fan. Okay. <laughs> or it's the same joke. It, <laughs> I was hoping you could come up with something different, but it's not the I point of that. Right? I'm so you tired. Know, this one sort of, yes, it's, it's the influence and it's the, do you enjoy listening to it? For me, the influence is so big. There's mm-hmm. probably no Prince. There's probably no D'Angelo without it. So that's hard for me to, to get away from. Mm-hmm. And I always thought of it as a, an influential piece that I wouldn't really listen to, but I enjoyed listening to it this week. I put it on on repeat multiple times. So I'm going to say it's rolling well-toned. Unfortunately, you're all incorrect. What? Okay? You're being kind of brats, actually. Oh. This is a rolling Oscar nomination. For what? I guarantee oh. <laughs> in the next 10 years, you will see a Sly and the Family Stone movie. Oh. 
Sly Stone is still alive. He is still alive. But when he passes away, it's going to be big news. You will see a Sly and the Family Stone movie. It will get nominated for an Oscar. You heard it here first. If that happens, okay? Then what? Aaron has to get a tattoo of the Ronald McDonald walking around the hamburger on a collar <laughs> like a brat. Listen, next up. Next up. By the way, do you think that's a good take that there's going to be a movie about Sly and the Family Stone? It's it's oh, for in, sure. Yeah. Incredibly that's a, that's interesting. A good take. He's incredible. Like he watch his YouTube, watch his YouTube videos. They are magnetic. You cannot look away. Next up guys, we have an album where the, there is a song about Frankenstein Jr. Huh? It's the son of a creature man. Oh, Oh, Dusty in Memphis. Dusty in Memphis. Can I tell you the alt I had for that? This album yes, made me want to fuck the son of a preacher man. For real? No. Seemed like we were too dirty. That, that, it sounds so sexy to be the son of a preacher man. It is, man. There's such a nice little drum roll in there, too. That just, well, maybe we could just skip the album, Aaron. Just covered it. Yeah. <laughs> Beck did it better. Hey, Rob, if, if the Hamburglar was going to be on the yodeling list, what would he sound like? What would his yodel sound like? Rubble, 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 rubble. Oh my God, guys. It is so late. How did it get to be this late? Oh, Lord. Matt, are you tired? Do you think we should end the podcast? I'm yes. not going to end the podcast. We're going to keep going because I'm a brat. Matt, we could really end it now if you want. Please. We're not going to end it We're now, We're not going to end it now. <laughs> Oh, I'm lightheaded. 